This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. And look at that, George Blackard. So uh, you can confirm this. I was reading our Montana Talks uh, app messages. Andy in Whitefish just messaged us three minutes ago, and he says, Buenos dias. Uh, congratulations. You made it onto InfoWars. You've made uh, it. You've made it on the what? So InfoWars has they have a huge following, right? Huge, yeah. uh, huge uh, web presence and things. Uh, most people know know InfoWars from Alex Jones, but but also like guys like Tim Kennedy, you know the MMA fighter and the Green Beret. Uh, he's done news for them, other things like that. But uh, but yeah, so I'm so now I'm like, oh man, I got to find this. I'm like, what what could this be? You know, <laughs> uh, what could this be? Because I mean, they they report all sorts of crazy stuff and and sometimes some conspiracy stuff too. But so I went and looked. Here's the headline: multiple stabbings in Montana by illegal alien suspects. Uh, so anyway, that, that's great. They're putting a, a national spotlight on, on the problems in Montana from these illegal aliens. And I'm glad they're doing that because people need to know it's not just New York. It's not just Chicago. It's Montana. It's right. all across the stinking country. Yeah, it's, it's not limited to one place. It's all over the place. And if you start looking at this and reading these stories, it, it will make you angry to see how many of them there are. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's insane. But it reminds me of this big battle between the DAs that we have going on right now. The one in Arizona and Alvin Bragg in New York. There's a guy who killed somebody in New York, killed mm -hmm. somebody in Arizona. New York wants them to extradite him back to New York. And the DA there says, not a chance <laughs> because you'll just let him go. Yeah. And if we send a murder suspect from here to you, you guys are going to put him back out on the streets. Why would we send him back there to you when you're not going to prosecute him? Exactly. And, you know, you have all these people that come to this country that are committing these crimes. And not every single one of them, but there's a lot of them that are. And it's just like the ones that beat up the police. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think this is one of them. They, they caught two. Uh, and I, when I say that, I mean Arizona. They caught two of these suspects that beat up those cops in New York in Arizona. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they arrested them because New York let them go. Let them go. Yeah, New York arrested them and then put them right back. No bail required. They just put them right back out on the yeah. streets. Yeah, uh, it's insane. And so she has, uh, well, her fears are, are based on fact because they do just let people go. And when you know that you're not going to be arrested for doing crimes like this i mean what kind of influence does that have on your uh, decision making oh yeah exactly exactly uh yeah so anyway i'll have to read more of that info wars report where they highlight our reporting confirming the multiple illegal alien stabbing suspects uh, here in montana uh by the way the week uh, the week.com also has a report about the drug cartels targeting montana uh George, did you hear about this Google AI? Uh, this it, it's uh, called like uh, Gemini or something. Did you hear Gemini, about this? Gemini, yeah. It doesn't matter what historical figure you ask them to show you; they're going to be black, right? You ask about America's first president; it, it's going to be everything about it looks like George Washington, but he's black, right? So anyway, Google's now apologizing for um, screwing it up big time. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that and much more, and uh, and the Biden screwing up Navalny's name next. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana.
Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Ah, George, brace yourselves for this one. So, you know, um, uh, Alexei Navalny, um, he is uh, really um, a heroic figure. I mean, he's been the chief political opponent of Vladimir Putin. Um, and Putin put him behind bars because he's he wants to jail his political opponents, which is kind of ironic because Joe Biden and the Democrats are trying to do the same thing yes, to Donald are. J. Trump. Well, anyway, so either way, regardless, putting that conversation aside for just a moment. So Joe Biden, he meets Navalny's widow and her name is Yulia. Uh, her name is Yulia. And he he apparently has one thing to say to the press after he meets Navalny's wid- widow. And so he's in front of the cameras. And uh, according to this report from News 18, and I heard it on Fox and Friends first earlier this morning, uh, Joe Biden meets Navalny's widow. Yulia mistakenly calls her Yolanda. Yolanda. He called her Yolanda. I mean, I guess <laughs> uh, he didn't He didn't watch Napoleon Dynamite recently, so he didn't call her LaFonda, but he called her Yolanda instead. But uh, my goodness. Well, I'm... How is anybody surprised by that? I mean, really. He he got so angry. My memory's fine. Well, like a week ago or two weeks ago. And then he did, you had one line yeah. to say here. And and you call her Yolanda instead of, I mean, <laughs> good night. Well, you know, I think we should not be surprised by this. Well, yeah. But look how much help he has. It's not like you and me. Nobody's helping us, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, Travis, I, mean, Travis, I guess. Travis, Travis, we got Travis is. Yeah. Yeah, we got, but yeah. when we're in here, when we're not in here, right? So, But he has all this help, and still he can't get it right. But here's the thing, Aaron. How anybody can sit there and defend him as being normal, such John Tester did. John Tester did this. And lie straight to your face and say there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. And, you know, this is supposed to be the most powerful man in the world, the leader of the United States. And they can't be honest to themselves about what's going on with this man because all they care about is remaining in power. They just want to keep remaining in power. Democrats Mm -hmm. have got to be in power. It's embarrassing. And they need to just admit it and get on with and it and get him out of there. It, it is dangerous. It is dangerous because uh, the whole world sees what's happening here. And why do we think we these uh, security threats continue to pile up and amount to Exactly. Up? And but Aaron, I, you know, if if China invades Taiwan, it'll be on somebody's watch like this. Because yeah. he knows or they know that he's not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he hasn't. I mean, we had the three soldiers that were killed on the Jordanian-Syrian border and, oh, we're going to have a massive response. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they fired a lot of uh, missiles in response. They bombed a lot of places. But did they target anybody of any significance or no. a bunch of empty connexes in the desert? That's it. In fact, there were some of our military leaders. These are officers in the military said we're bombing empty garages in the middle of the night. So they they didn't do anything, really. 
Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, did you hear? Uh, did you hear about this Google AI controversy where everybody? There, so, if you use the Google Gemini, David Noble talked about this yesterday, which was which is great because David Noble talked about it. It was the first I had heard about this thing yesterday morning, and then man, if you were watching Fox News all day yesterday, this was the big topic. I mean, so so David had it first, and then the Five was covering it, and then uh, Jesse Waters was it? Laura Ingram was covering it. Uh, but anyway, for those who missed our chat with with uh, David Noble yesterday, here's how Jesse Waters uh, described uh, the Google AI last night. I asked Gemini to generate a picture of the Pope, and you get an Indian woman and an African. Or what if you'd like an image of Russia, one of the whitest countries on Earth? You have a Latina, an uh, East Asian woman, and maybe a Pakistani, and another African. But it doesn't stop there. Google thinks Vikings were black. How intelligent is artificial intelligence? Oh, man. So Google's Gemini AI thinks the uh, Scandinavian Vikings are black. Now, there were some, I think there were some uh, 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 one of the black Irish maybe that were in the mix there. But, but even black Irish weren't actually black. Anyway, uh, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but my question is this. Did Joe Biden use Google Gemini AI before screwing up Yulia Navalny's name and calling her Yolanda? You know, yeah. like... Speaking oh, of artificial intelligence. That kind you know. of fits right in there, doesn't it? <laughs> That's pretty bad. Well, well, so I think there's a story that came out today that you're going to see some more of. So apparently the leader of this Gemini uh, project, one of the senior directors of it, here a while back, he had put some things out there about uh, well, whites and, and different things like that. Uh, oh, yeah. And these are starting to come back to haunt him now because... He uh, he just uh, I, you know when you put he's, stuff on he's social the media, source of all it's out there forever, yeah. right? So it makes you wonder after you look at his comments. You know, do they do this on purpose? Somebody did. Somebody <laughs> had to did. do this on purpose, right? Well, of course they, they had did. to. And here's the other thing, Aaron. So even if they did this and they did it on purpose, which I'm sure they did, now they've gotten so much exposure about this. Everybody's checking that out. Everybody knows the name Gemini, and it's really not going to hurt them at all. Because even if they did it on purpose, nobody's – what are they going to do to them? It's free advertising. This is an amazing marketing ploy, really. And uh, they're going to benefit from it regardless because then they can just change it say, well, we fixed it. But yeah. now you all know our name, don't you? Yep, that's right. Yeah, apparently this Google executive, uh, is it's come out now that she openly talked about how she treats black, Hispanic, and Latinx employees different uh, than white employees. And then there's another liberal guy with Google who is just openly tweeting out racially biased uh, stuff as well. All right, quick break. Phone calls. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Many experts have said the agricultural economy has grown softer in the last six to eight months. Nate Kaufman, senior vice president and Omaha branch executive with the Kansas City Federal Reserve, says it starts with lower commodity prices. We've seen some declines in commodity prices, notably corn and other major commodities that would have large implications for the middle of the country as well, alongside what I would describe as much higher financing costs. Profits are likely to be thinner this year. But I would argue that the strength of recent years will limit much of the financial stress that we might otherwise have expected to see when you're looking at percentage declines in farm income. 
While there are always exceptions, Kaufman says many farmers should be in strong enough financial shape to withstand the lower incomes in 2024. We've seen some declines in commodity prices, notably corn and other major commodities that would have large implications for the middle of the country as well, alongside what I would describe as much higher financing costs. Profits are likely to be thinner this year, but I would argue that the strength of recent years will limit much of the financial stress that we might otherwise have expected to see when you're looking at percentage declines in farm income. And there's interest rates. We maybe haven't seen all of the implications associated with higher interest rates yet. There are some loans that have not yet repriced. So if you're a borrower that has taken on a certain amount of financing at a low interest rate, when that loan comes due or depending on the terms of the loan, you may need to reprice that loan at whatever the going rate is, which could be could considerably higher than when you originated that loan a few years ago. I'm Lane Northland. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a couple callers on the phone lines we'll uh, jump into here in just a second. George, I don't know if you heard me mention it during the six o'clock hour of the show. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was I was talking about the climate cultists. You might have missed it because it was very early on. And I'm going to I'm going to go back to that story in the nine o'clock hour with a whole bunch of other angles to it when we go, uh, you know, statewide. But but basically you had these climate cultists uh, doing this chant disrupting an event that Governor Greg Gianforte was at. And I, I think that's what, what prompted this response from from right on John and Bozeman because the chant that these climate cultists were chanting was, and fossil fuels, Greg, and fossil fuels. And so, so right on John and Bozeman says, we need to send Joe Biden you know, one of those, uh, you know, one of those chairs, those those electric, you know, those not electric chair, one of those powered uh, mobility chairs. Oh, yeah. Yep. But we should send him a gas powered mobility <laughs> chair. Uh, I wonder if Farm 406 has a gas powered mobility chair that we could send him. But anyway, so that was pretty funny. And then, you know, the stickers on the side could say powered by fossil fuels from Venezuela. That's a nice idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be in Spanish. Got to be uh, in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, saw just and just briefly, uh, a judge kind of shot down Biden's gas stove ban the other day. So there's that. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, nah, you can't do that. Well, so what what they figured out in New York is, OK, a, a court might shut down Biden's gas stove ban. But what New York state says is we're just going to shut off the gas to your house. Right. So. He may not you can be keep your to, gas stove. Yeah, you can keep your gas stove, but we just, we're just going to shut down your gas. Yeah, uh, yeah politicians, man. Good That's man. who started all this nonsense. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go into the phone lines. We've got Kevin in Billings. Kevin, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Is Kevin still there? Oh, wait, that's Mike. Okay, actually, Kevin, stand by. We got the phone lines uh, screwed up here. Uh, uh, that's actually Mike in Big Timber. Mike, since we got you queued up, why don't you go ahead? Well, good to hear from you as well. Mike in Big Timber. Maybe Mike is not there. Okay, uh, all right. Travis, check line two, see if anybody's still there, if you don't mind. Line Mike one. Is here. Is that, that's Mike in Big Timber. There we go, Mike. Okay, Mike, good to hear from you. Well, thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, yesterday, uh, you mentioned um, the student um, debt forgiveness um, uh, that Biden just put forth. And I have a, a question for you because a report came out, and it was from a White House uh, spokesperson that said if the loan is originally $12,000 or less 
and they've been paying for 10 years, that debt will be for, forgiven. And I thought to myself, $12,000, if you took a student loan out for $12,000, is that supplemental to the, the tuition you paid? Or is that the original loan where you had nothing to contribute? And $12,000, I don't know about you, Aaron, that's about a semester or maybe a year. <laughs> Depending it, it, on where you're going, yeah. Yeah, and if you've been paying for 10 years, that's due to math, at $100 a month, my goodness, you haven't been able to pay that off? What have you been doing? Well, you got a liberal arts degree that doesn't give you a good enough job afterwards. So, so we we gave you taxpayer dollars to go to go get an education for a job that doesn't pay enough to pay off the student loans. Yeah, but you didn't get a degree. Twelve thousand dollars doesn't get you a degree. I don't care what school you're going to. Oh. When I went to college back in 1964, it put such pressure on my family, and the tuition in this small college was about $1,500 a year. That's Which why is, I went into the service to get the GI Bill. Well, I mean, that was a burden yeah. on my family. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I had a, a relative, I mean, if I would not have been in the, in the military my last two years of college, I mean, I would have had even more student loan debt, right? Um, because, uh, yeah, because for my first two years, I mean, I was going to Howard University back in Washington, D.C., and, and yeah, I mean, that, the bills started stacking up like, like crazy, um, but it, you know, it, it was a great opportunity, great school. And so I knew what I was getting into and I was waiting tables four or five, six nights a week in order to pay for it while I was also having to take out student loans uh, to go there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, the student loan debacle, Joe Biden says, yeah, the Supreme court told me no, but I'm doing it anyway. That's right. Because we have a president who doesn't follow the law, but here's the thing here and everybody needs to remember, and this should make you angry. They're not doing this because they care about you. They do not care that you have debt. They're doing it for votes. And that's it. Bottom exactly. line. He's trying to buy votes with your money. That's He's it. making you pay for their student loans with your money and, and to buy their votes. Yeah. If you think any politician cares about you as a human being or person, uh, just forget it. Because they don't. Do. I, think I don't, I don't believe do. any of you them You don't do. believe any of them no. do. I, They might at first. Or maybe at first, or you, you just think that the, the concern for themselves is still greater than the concern for us. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Freedom Friday with George Blackard, uh, not a politician, uh, by the way. Well, you ran for city council. Yeah, but, but I didn't win. So yeah. see, I can still say <laughs> you're still clear. Not a politician. He's still safe. He's still safe. Yeah, man. Why would you want to run? For, I'm glad people do, but like, man, uh, I appreciate all the yeah. people who step up and serve. Local in these politicians care more than anyone. Though. I will say that. Our, I like the county commission races because you know, Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden marks two years tomorrow since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, announcing more than 500 new sanctions, some over the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny in prison. The tranche is being billed as the most crushing single round of sanctions yet, intended to close some gaps in the sanctions that Russia has so far been able to evade, particularly with respect to Russia's defense sector. Fox's Jackie Heinrich. Former President Trump's attorneys are asking a Florida federal court to dismiss criminal charges for keeping classified documents, arguing he designated the records as personal and is immune from prosecution. The National Archives has said it's clear the kind of records he kept were not personal and they should have been in the custody of the archives. Trump's attorneys also say the Attorney General unlawfully appointed Jack Smith as special counsel and that the Constitution's appointment clause doesn't give him that power. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, that trial is currently scheduled to start in May. America's listening to Fox News.
All right. Thanks to Mike and Big Timber, uh, not only for your service, uh, Mike, but thanks for the phone calls. Great to hear from you on this Freedom Friday. Kevin and Billings is back. Uh, Kevin, what's going on? So in your Freedom, are you there? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Okay. So on your Freedom Friday theme, about, what was it, been three weeks? It was a story came out that that Catherine Heritage was fired by CBS News. Yeah, I'm trying to think when that news first came out, yeah. So now there's a story out there that uh, CBS uh, kept all her documents, the computers, all her private or personal or information, I guess, she would have uh, gathered, you know, while working as a reporter. And the story is, is that they kept, of course, in her source material. And I guess there's sort of a interesting story developing there because I was always under the impression that she was fairly well sourced. Her stories were pretty sort of big, I guess. There wasn't a story every day. You know, she, uh, you know, every once in a while she would come out with a story, but it was a fairly significant story. Yeah. It's just interesting that she was. Yeah, Catherine Herridge was like one of the only real reporters uh, still seemingly left at CBS News. But then she starts asking questions about Hunter Biden and apparently he's on the trail of something and whoosh, you're out of here. You're out of here. Yeah, no, that was that's interesting. Uh, Kevin, thanks for calling in. I saw this. Ian Miles Chong is, uh, is a great Twitter account to follow. He, he shared a story from The Hill. He also shared uh, a, a few tweets and some screenshots from Catherine Herridge from CBS. He says this, CBS fired investigative journalist Catherine Herridge and seized her files and records, including data on her confidential sources. So it sounds like they don't want her to break this story, whether she's working for them or somebody else. I mean, but I think the theme that that Kevin was referring to was, okay. here's, you know, Joe Biden doing these Putin-esque tactics against his political opponent, uh, even while he meets with Navalny's widow. And then you've got the American media acting like the Russian state owned media acting like Pravda. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is uh, troubling because it's supposed to be a free press, right? And and when the press itself takes sides, which it does nowadays, and we see that all the time. But again, this is another example of a president's son getting special treatment that none of our sons or daughters would get. And it goes much farther than just the politicians and the politics. It goes into the media. I mean, this is scary. Think about that. You are fired and we're taking all your stuff because we don't agree with what you said. Because, I mean, I can see like, OK, if, if she had a computer that was owned by her employer. Yeah, they're going to they're going to take their computer back and, and and things like that. But it sounds like they're going way beyond what would be would be a normal. And I get it. CBS has apparently had to fire a lot of people because them, along with so many other fake news outlets, have been losing a lot of money lately because nobody trusts them. Uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks.
with Aaron Flynn. You know, we never really know what we're going to talk about here on the show because your phone calls will dictate the direction of the show or, you know, we're just kind of, you know, ADD. So we just, man, who knows what we're going to talk about. We're just having conversations with friends here. Just happens to be friends all across Montana and sometimes elsewhere listening in on the apps. But I know what we're talking about now because George Blacker just told me something very interesting. Before we get to that, though, George, I got some messages that came in on the Montana Talks app here. Uh, first off, uh, Kendall in Laurel, great point. We were talking about Catherine Herridge being fired from CBS, and now they're confiscating all, they're trying to confiscate all of her records. She started asking questions about Hunter Biden. Ah, they fire her, and they start, start to seize all of her records. Here we go again, just like they did in 2020. Election interference is what this certainly looks like. Kendall and Laurel had another uh, important message to share. Aaron, let all of your Laurel listeners know that this school board meeting Monday the 26th at 6 p.m. is open to all that may be concerned as to what books are available in the library on your taxpayer's dime. If I want my children exposed, I'll buy used on Amazon. But anyway, yeah, they've had some um, crazy books that have been on the school bookshelves. And so the folks in Laurel have been taking action to uh, uh, to uh, just clean things up. So uh, that's the meeting coming up Monday. Thanks for that message, Kendall. Uh the Google AI discussion that we that we dabbled into here. Uh, let's see, Evan and Belt, our Air Force veteran friend, sent this in. I'm not a big social media guy, so I'm certainly not a big AI guy. But I'll be darned if I didn't just Google what is a chameleon. So he Googled what is a chameleon. And wouldn't you know it, a picture of a big man wearing car hearts with two fingers on his left hand standing in front of a red combine <laughs> and a tractor had a farm out by Big Sandy, Montana popped up. <laughs> Guess I shouldn't be so critical of AI after all. But was he black, Evan? Did they make did they make when when you said uh, Google, show me a chameleon, did did they did they make it a black John Tester when they showed it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. See where that was going at first. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that's that is something else. Oh man! So this is crazy. So we were just talking during the break, and I was like, so, "Well, first off, but before we get into it, how did this topic of the draft? I, I mean, I know we're on the brink of World War Three right now, thanks to Joe Biden and and chameleon, comma 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 chameleon John Tester, but." How, where did this topic of a draft come up? Well, we were. I mentioned a story about uh, the Ukraine and that they're going to expand their draft over there oh, because over there, they're yeah, they're yeah. running out of people. Yeah, you know, yeah. to serve. So uh, they were going to expand that. And then I mentioned that I'm on the uh, local board of the Selective Service. Yeah, uh, George and, is on the draft board, and I'm like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa! You're on the draft board, right? So it's crazy because. We still have all the mechanisms in place to do a draft and to have a draft in case that's needed in the brink of uh, World War Three or whatever. Yes. So, but but we really haven't had a draft uh, per se. But all the mechanisms are in place. That's that's right. And you know, uh, it's there. There are people that uh, train and and are waiting for uh, the day that that might happen. And of course, you know, all men, uh, U.S. citizens, um, and and male immigrants, 18 through 25, 
are required to register with Selective Service. That's right. And you can go on to their website, and you can do that, sss.gov, and it's Selective Service System. And uh, you go in there, and you go online, you hit a button, put in your information, and it's done. I remember when I registered, I went to the post office. I don't know about you. I can't remember for me. I just felt like it was just like... Uh a check it was like a George Strait song. Check yes or no, but but you better check yes. Right? I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went. I went to the post office. I remember. I was already signed up to uh, leave for the Navy, but I was still required to go down there and do that. And uh, you know, if you're over 26, you don't have to register. It's too late by that point. But there are some things where you know there are some benefits and things that hinge on you having. Uh, registered with Selective Service. And so there's some information that's directed to you on there, um, the immigrants to veterans. So if you were a veteran and uh, you served in the military and you did not register for the draft, then your DD Form 214, that's evidence. They say that uh, it was uh, not knowing and willful that you avoided it. Oh, okay. So... What has the draft board been doing for these last four decades? Is it kind of like you meet every so often and you say, okay, here's what we, here's what, are you just kind of like this break, uh, break glass in case of emergency type of setup, basically? Well, I, I think so, yeah, because there's boards and things set up all over the country and uh, you do annual training, you go online and you take uh classes and and things like that that uh, how not to study gender uh well, no. <laughs> well so you know some people might look at me and say you're on the draft board well you know you're uh, you're a jerk well that's not really the oh, really? case because so my job would be to listen to people who have a reason that they can't serve right and so they come present their case and then the board makes a final decision on it. So really, I'm actually there to help you. If you cannot serve for some reason and it's legitimate, then I'm there to help you not. So, so I wonder, is Zoe Zephyr, the uh, state representative out of Missoula, Montana's House District 100, did Zoe Zephyr register for the Selective Service? I, I don't know, but, you know, in your world and mine, I think, <laughs> uh, because it's a guy, yeah, he needs to. That's but, right, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Aaron, now, why, why are you wading yeah. into that part of the pool? <laughs> well, you're the expert here. You're, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, that's man. a great question. I better go back to training because I'm not sure. Well, how it's to... kind of like what we were talking about the you know the transgender debate. Like, hey, you, know, you live your life, you do your thing. You know, this is America, but you know, you may identify as a woman, but I'd still get that prostate checked when it comes time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just uh, we care about all people. We want to make sure all people live uh, live long lives here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, well, man. Yeah, well, now you just broke my brain. i got to go find <laughs> out if this is – holy cow. Oh, man. Yep. So. Um, but, hey, you know, but uh, I'll tell you what, Zoe Zephyr, you better watch out, man, because I'll tell you what, if John Tester gets us into World War III, uh, well, maybe – so if you're older than 26, are you in the clear or what? You're in the clear. Uh, you're in the clear. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least happens, at first. There'll be a lot of – There'll be, oh man, well, let's just not even talk about that. All right, uh, let's see, 406-294-0970. So back to this Google Gemini AI thing yeah. here. So apparently um, one of the Google executives who is an open uh, racialist, who is openly talked about. Is that what about, you call that now? That's what I'm going to call it, is a racialist. Okay, um, all right. 
because if you're white, can you be racist against white people? Um, I, I don't know, it sounds like a Dave Chappelle episode. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call her a racialist here. All right, uh, but. But apparently she's saying uh, she's basically apologizing here, even though this woman is a documented racialist. This is Jin Janai. She oversees Google's AI responsibility initiative. Oh. I think it's okay to talk about things that you've made mistakes in because we will make mistakes. When we're trying to be good allies, when we're trying to be anti-racist, we will make mistakes. The point is, though, to keep trying, to keep educating yourself and getting better day to day. <laughs> well, Google in a statement, Raymond, is admitting that they have, quote, missed the mark here and are ending the images of people for now. But I don't know. It's it's kind of convenient. Like, oh, we missed the mark. You think? <laughs> missed mm -hmm. the mark? They're completely rewriting history or attempting right. at, on the road to rewriting history to make it more well, diverse and inclusive, which is what they're doing in a lot of remakes of films and historic biopics, all that kind of well, stuff. Right. And look, diversity is a wonderful thing. Look, I'm all for it. Let's include everybody. But you can't distort history here, Laura. The fact is, George Washington was white. The fact is, there were three African popes. Let's show them. That's fine. That's a good thing to see. But when you deprive people of their races or you jumble them up the way Google is here, you're not allowing the future to profit from the glories or the struggles of those who went before. You know, we're given an inheritance with the past. It's our obligation to pass it on to the next generation intact, not remake it as we want to imagine it or as we think it should be. That is nonsense. No, I don't so like I'm the glad past. they're shutting this well, you're, down. You're too naive. Anyway, I think that was Raymond Arroyo there on with Laura Ingram. That's actually a, a pretty good Freedom Friday message right there about, about the past and about our history, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, this goes pretty deep, though. This goes to one of the first directors of this program, this Jack uh, Krawcheck, or I believe is how you pronounce it. But, you know, this Cro guy. Old crotchety old Jack Krawcheck. Yeah, yeah, so this guy, you know, back in 2018, and these are some things that are coming back to haunt Google a little bit. You know, he wrote that white privilege is uh, real. He talks about. real. He said effing real. Effing real. Don't be a. Yeah. And act guilty about it. <laughs> Do your part. And so all this stuff. It really lends to the fact that I think they knew they were doing this. Oh, of course they did. He oh, did. Of course they did. And if that guy thinks that white privilege is such a real deal, why doesn't he give up his salary to somebody else? Somebody else of a different ethnic background. But he won't. All right. Everybody's ready to go? Just 12 hours between mommy and a margarita. Oh, you gotta be. Don't let a stuffy nose block your good time. Children's Afrin provides 12-hour, all-day, or all-night relief of nasal congestion from colds or allergies. Afrin, the well is real. Use as directed. Fox News commentary. The family of the Kansas City Parade thug posted a GoFundMe to get him through a tragic time. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. I'm Emily Campagno, host of the Fox True Crime Podcast. In 1996, 19-year-old co-ed Kristen Smart went missing after attending a college party over Memorial Day weekend at Cal Poly. Over the course of two decades, a search for answers ensued. This week, I'm joined by retired San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Detective Clint Cole as he reflects on his time as lead investigator with the case. Available now on Apple, Spotify, and foxnewspodcasts.com.
After the tragic and senseless shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade last week, it became very apparent these suspects were probably not white. We knew this because it took an entire week to actually publicly identify them, but at last, Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays have been charged and held on $1 million bond. Authorities say they are responsible for injuring at least 22 people and killing one, Lisa Lopez-Galvin, a local radio DJ and mother of two. But get this, the family of one of the thugs, Lindell Mays, has posted a GoFundMe not for the victims or their loved ones, but for Lindell Mays himself. The now-deleted fundraiser was created by his mother and featured a photo of Mays at a hospital bed and asked folks to donate to help him get through a tragic time. The fundraiser was up to about 100 bucks before it was taken down. Um, yeah, you think? This is so inappropriate, my head is spinning. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Laren is fearless at outkick.com. A pharmacist who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. That's right, Jax. We're going to make it happen. We're going to Iraq. Let's go to Iraq. That's all we need is a plane ticket. Let's just make it happen. We're going to, all right, we'll get to that story here in just a second. Uh, first, hey, we got a caller on the phone lines here, Chris in Billings. Uh, what's on your mind? Thanks for calling in. Oh, great. Uh, you were talking about Google earlier. I'm going to make a statement and then a point, and then ask you a question. Oh, okay. The statement is, uh, I think people should be informed, and they can make up their own mind on what they do. I don't want to try to make a dictate that you need to do this, but I don't use the G word anymore. Oh, good point. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If Please hold me accountable. If I, if I say Google this or Google that, I'm trying to yeah. get, eliminate that from my vocabulary as well. So the point is, there's search engines do you know how many search engines there are that you can use besides the g word oh man there's there's probably a bunch which one do you recommend i tried DuckDuckGo and it didn't seem that much different to be honest that's the deal but they don't if you notice you can compare them when you do a search or go to other websites from it the google one they remember where you went and if you don't care i don't care either and then you can tell by the pop-up ads that come up. It's just a site you were just on. Mm-hmm. Or a conversation so you a just had. Different. Yeah, a conversation you just had, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, which isn't bad when George Blackard was in here. But when John Jackson's in here, you're going to get the weirdest pop-ads ever after <laughs> after that guy's in studio. <laughs> I don't want to follow his search engine. His, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Got to give our buddy John Jackson a... Because, well, yesterday I joked with David Noble. I said, uh, I said, you know, Google AI, I, I, I said, you know, Google AI, show me a photo of an African princess. And John Jackson's photo came up. You know? <laughs> and he was listening. So he, he sent me a photo of Whoopi Goldberg instead. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good point. And I noticed that I use that term pretty uh, loosely for a web search. It's become a common verb. It is. Whether you're using Google or Yahoo or or DuckDuckGo or whatever. But he's right. We need to start figuring out a way because Google is is an enemy of America at this point. I mean, they're interfering in our elections. uh, uh, Well, you know, it's kind of like a crescent wrench. 
you know, it's not all of those adjustable wrenches are crescent wrenches. That's just the brand. Oh, good and point. But that's what everybody calls it. Yeah. How many, how many brands is what we now call the tool, even if a different brand has right. now made the tool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was really cool. I told George about this during the break. So um, we had a, a former congressman, Denny Reberg, on the show the other day. And uh, yesterday afternoon, I get a message from a friend of mine. I haven't, he's, he's from Great Falls. I'm not going to publicly identify him for obvious reasons, but... We went to college together, you know, 20-some years ago uh, at the University of Montana. Anyway, I get a message from this guy. He says, hey, Aaron, I just heard Denny on your show. It was great to hear two familiar voices. I listened to your website archives from here in tropical Iraq. <laughs> How cool is that? An old college buddy. You're worldwide. I, man, I didn't even know. But I didn't even know he got deployed again. So I'm like, man, we got to send you some cigars or something over there. But uh, uh, by the way, George, he says Iraq is just as nice as it was when I was there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, think I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very nice place. Uh -huh. Friend. Lots of friends. friends. Very friend, uh, friendly place. Yeah, exactly. We should go visit him, George. I wonder if we well, can let's go do a live remote us. from Iraq. If they let us, I don't know. Let's go. What if we did a Freedom Friday from Iraq? There you go. Man, that'd be a great time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, let's it'd just be hope it's not explosive. You well, know there you go. We, we don't need to, you know, get ratings like that, uh, you know. But, uh, no, that would be cool to go visit the troops over there. So, um, But it's also a good reminder to remember everybody who's deployed on this Freedom Friday as well. We That's true. just how many of them are. Well, we know. do. We have men and women deployed all over the world uh, every day. Yeah, and and you know we should remember them. And they're away from their families right now. And how many of their their friends and neighbors forget that their husband isn't here or their their son or daughter isn't here right now? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, so reach out to those families if if you can today and say, you know what, that's right. I, you know, let's let's help that family out. George, you were always great about that when I was deployed. He was shoveling my snow one day, and I'm in Africa. Like, oh shoot, I forgot to get 